Wednesday. That's right, it's a special midweek edition of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name, as always, is Alex Reamer. We're coming to you uh, late Wednesday afternoon. We're publishing this episode, this special episode, because we have a very special guest on the show today. We have Gerald Bostock, whose name will forever be ingrained in history. He is the only surviving person at the center of the three landmark LGBTQ workplace discrimination suits that were settled by the Supreme Court this week. It is now illegal in all 50 states to be fired for your sexual orientation or gender identity. And why is Gerald especially relevant to us here at OutSports? Well, as I'm sure many of you know, he was fired from his job as a child welfare services coordinator in Clayton County, Georgia, in 2013, after joining an LGBTQ and inclusive softball league, the appropriately titled Hot Lana Softball League. Gerald started encouraging players in the league to volunteer, and as he writes in an Out Magazine essay, he then suddenly started hearing disparaging comments at work. And then, next thing he knew, he was suddenly and falsely accused of mismanaging program funds, even though he says he always filed all of his expenditures and never broke any rules. And then on June 3rd, 2013, nearly seven years to the day of the ruling, he found out his access card was deactivated. He was fired for conduct unbecoming of a Clayton County employee, playing in an inclusive softball league, being himself, being gay, So, Gerald kept on fighting. He took his case all the way to the Supreme Court alongside two other plaintiffs, Donald Zarda, who was fired as a skydiving instructor after he told a customer he was gay, and Amy Stevens, who was fired from her job at a funeral home in Michigan after saying she was a woman and was going to start wearing women's clothing to work. Amy passed away last month on May 12th. And uh, her sacrifices and Donald's sacrifices, of course, are to be remembered and celebrated for the rest of eternity. Because, I mean, this is Brown v. Board of Education, Roe v. Wade, Obergefell v. Hodges, and a lot of folks in our community, and I agree with this, say this is bigger than the same-sex marriage ruling. We had the former soccer coach of Belmont University talked to Sid Ziegler on Outsports this week. She was fired, Lisa Howe, for telling her superiors her and her partner were having a child. They found that she was a lesbian, fired her. She told us that this is a bigger decision than marriage equality. It was just so absurd. You could be married on Sunday and then fired on Monday for telling your coworkers about your marriage. Just insane. But that's what the case was in nearly 30 states. And, you know, as a 27-year-old gay man living in Ribble, Massachusetts, I spent my entire life in like a 25-mile radius around Boston, uh, where we already had anti-discrimination measures in place, this ruling over the last week has really given me an opportunity, and I don't mean to make this sound cheesy, but it's true. It's really given me an opportunity to reflect just how lucky I am. I mean, I have never felt discriminated against professionally due to my sexual orientation. In fact, it's helped. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that my sexuality has helped me so far. 
obviously. <laughs> it allowed me to work here at Outsports. It paved the way, if you will, for me to f- land here. WEI, my last full-time job, I, I, there's no doubt about it. My sexuality gave me a unique twist. It helped there. It's only helped me. It hasn't hurt me. And there are so many pioneers I have to thank for that. And now, LGBTQ people living in the nearly 30 states where last week at this time, they could have been fired for being who they are. They can now thank Gerald Bostock, along with Donald Zarda, Amy Stevens. And what I was especially struck by in that aforementioned Out Magazine essay that Gerald wrote over the fall is he says he would not trade his experiences in the Hotlanta Softball League for the world. Which, at first, sounds like a very strange thing to say, because that resulted in his firing, and as he says, losing his dream job. But, I mean, that statement is just so powerful to me. Gerald joined the league after overcoming prostate cancer. He says it made him feel like himself again. In our interview, and I promise I'll shut up and get to it in a second, he talks about the bond he shares with his softball teammates, his softball peers, and just how important that community support was to him throughout this whole fight. So, so thrilled to have Gerald Bostock on the show today. It's a Sports Geeky podcast. It is episode number 20. What a way to celebrate a landmark episode. We'll be right back. Thank you, as always, for listening. And welcome back to the show. Very excited to speak with a name that will forever now be ingrained in history, Gerald Bostock, who is the only surviving person at the center of the three landmark LGBTQ workplace discrimination suits that were settled by the Supreme Court this week. It is now illegal in all 50 states to be fired for your sexual orientation or gender identity. Gerald, welcome to the show. It's great to speak with you. Hi. Uh, you're very welcome. It's, it's my pleasure. <laughs> when I introduce you as the only surviving person at the center of these landmark workplace discrimination suits, just uh, I know you've spoken about meeting Amy in the past, Amy Stevens, but just what what is has it sunk in yet? I mean, I, I can't even imagine. Uh, I'm still processing, to be honest with you. Uh, it, it's obviously an amazing feeling, and and I truly don't feel like I'm I'm standing here by myself. I, I truly feel the spirit of Amy Stevens as well as the spirit of, of Don Zarda. And we all three share in this victory, and now they're families. And, uh, and we, we share this victory as a community across this country. Yeah. How did you find out about the verdict? Well, as I do every Monday, I'm, I'm following the, <laughs> the SCOTUS blog. And uh, yes. when I saw it pop up that they were about to announce Bostock versus Clayton County, uh, I think my heart may have skipped a beat or two. But uh, then somebody, you know, started trying to post um, some information about the opinion. And, and it, it looked like the SCOTUS blog was going crazy. And sure enough, the opinion is apparently 172 pages and it started to crash the SCOTUS blog system. But somebody was able to get like the first sentence of the opinion posted. And when I read those words, I, I looked at my partner who was with me and said, oh, my gosh, we did it. And 
Sure enough, uh, as we learn more, uh, we obviously had our own moment of celebration here at our home. And then within minutes, I'm on the phone with my great attorney, Thomas Mew from Buckley Beal here in Atlanta. And yeah. ever since then, it's just been a whirlwind. And what was your reaction when you find out uh, Justice Gorsuch, Gorsuch was the one who authored the uh, majority opinion? I was quite impressed. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I would I say Justice Gorsuch now gets one vodka soda. What do you say? <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> we'll go for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's just so amazing if you look at the reaction. We had a story today uh, on our site about the former head coach of Belmont University women's soccer team, Lisa Howe. She's a woman who was fired from her job after she told her superiors that her and her partner were having a child, something that you think would be celebratory, and instead she got the heave-ho. Um, she told us that this th- that she says this is a bigger decision than marriage equality, just the absurdity that you could get married on Sunday and then in nearly 30 states be fired on Monday if your marriage got public. Um, just what are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, she was absolutely right, and, and that's why we've been pushing through these last seven years. And this is the moment we've been waiting for. And now that we have this opinion, uh, a 6-3 opinion, mind you, uh, these are the first steps in ensuring that that doesn't happen again. And it also just sort of highlights the fact that there's so much more work that still needs to be done, especially if you look at you know recent events. Uh, around this country, uh, the dark days we've been having in recent days and, and recent weeks. So it underscores the importance of equality for all, and it shows that we need to work harder to do better, and we're going to do just that. And And my hope here is that because we all share this victory, that maybe that decision on Monday will just put a little bit of sunshine in all these dark days that we've had recently and that maybe it will be a symbol of hope for all of us because you know quite simply there's just no room in this world for discrimination or racism no not at all and that's so well said a small uh sunshine of hope here in our dark times but uh i mean i think this is an example and not just this case but gay rights in general lgbtq rights in general how quickly public opinion can change. I mean, even 10 years ago, I mean, you were fired in 2013, even five, six, seven years ago, this really seemed so unfathomable to people. And now you look at polls, the majority of Americans, including Republicans, are in favor of this ruling. The Supreme Court really didn't just rule the way that they should have, but they really ruled with the way the people think. It's amazing that just 16 years ago, George Bush was running his reelection campaign against same-sex marriage. It just seems so antiquated in such a short period of time. It shows how quickly the public can move. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think the justices sent out a very clear statement on equality and the importance of equality. Yeah. And, and I mean, my fair, and I think Gorsuch, I mean, just was by the book, you know, you cannot fire someone for their sexual orientation without taking their sex into account. And thus, it, and thus the sex discrimination right. applies. Uh, it was, it was yep. quite a reading. What, what are your thoughts? I've read a few columns, Gerald, on the fact that this ruling came from a conservative court that it has more everlasting impact than if it came from the other way and that there really is no 
argument against it. It seems like, again, because we had two conservative judges on this majority opinion, it, it really seems to have, I know there's still a long way to go, but cemented this part of the fight. And, and that may be true, but uh, I've never allowed politics to become the, the focal point for, for me personally right. in this. And uh, even when you look at the bench before we uh, had our oral arguments in, in October, again, I, I've, I've tried to leave politics out. Right. I think the important thing here, here is that we got the favorable ruling and that, that they made the right decision. Right. And, and the right decision uh, for equality and in terms of, again, the law. Um, I really... I really think, Gerald, that one part of your story that struck me so much, and I read this in the Out Magazine essay you wrote uh, in the fall, is you were fired from your Child Protective Services job in Clayton County after joining a gay softball league in the Atlanta area, Hot Atlanta, love the name. Um, you said yes. in that essay <laughs> you wouldn't trade your softball experience for the world. I was pretty struck by that. What do you mean? What I mean by that is that the whole reason, I mean, I enjoy sports. I am a big sports fan of all kinds of sports. But one of the main reasons, I, I knew a lot of the, the players that play here in Atlanta and the, the surrounding areas for the Hotlanta Softball League. And, and I had been to games before as, as a spectator, and I had always enjoyed myself, and I went to support friends. Um, but you have to recall that at this time, I was recovering from prostate cancer. And so I made the decision that I was going to try out so that I could prove to myself that I could actually still do something like that physically. I used to play softball years and years forever ago in a Chamber of Commerce business league um, and thoroughly enjoyed that. But that's been a long time ago. And so this was the reason why I decided to do it. And having the job I had, the dream job that I loved and was successful at, I, I, I never thought twice about the fact that I'm joining a gay recreational softball league. Um, but that decision most definitely impacted my entire life, and my entire life changed the moment I did join. But that's why I said I wouldn't trade that for the world because – not only did it help me physically and mentally, but the the relationships that I formed during my time with the league, the friendships, and, and most of which I, I consider, you know, brothers and sisters. They're like family to me. And, you know, a, a good bit of the, the league has been supportive throughout this process, the seven-year process. And softball players from all over the country have been reaching out to me. They, they reached out when it happened. They reached out when I went to uh, Washington. And now the, the social media is getting hit by these same folks from all over, which really just shows the support and the, the network and the camaraderie within the softball league, not just here in Atlanta with Hot Atlanta Softball League, but the leagues all over the country. Yeah, and camaraderie is a great way to put it. What, what, what has that support been like these last seven years? Well, I tell you, it, it's helped me get through this journey yeah. of seven years. You know, without my, my great family and, and strong circle of friends, 
without Thomas and the legal team at, at Buckley Bill, without the great organizations like ACLU and the Human Rights Campaign and Georgia Equality, you know, to be honest, I don't know that I would have been able to make it because there were certainly highs and lows during the seven-year journey. And at the lowest point of that, this is when that support circle would step in and, and lift me up and push me forward. Now, I read that you came out in 1994. You joined the softball league in 2013. So you've been out for, at that point, about two decades before joining the league. What about, and I'm assuming came in contact with plenty of gay people, what about playing in the softball league really you think connected you with other members of our community? I'm sorry, can you ask that question again? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you, just, you came out in the, in the early, in the mid-90s. You, put, you joined mm -hmm. the softball league in 2013. You said your softball peers in particular were very supportive throughout this. What do you think about playing in a recreational sports league? How important is that for developing friendships and connections as an LGBTQ person and the kind of opportunities that sports give us? Well, I think for most people, you know, having a social circle and a, and a sense of, of belonging and, and participating with people, whether it's softball or whether it's, you know, playing a game of checkers or chess or video games or, or whatever it is. I think we are all social in nature. And uh, with my personality, I, I enjoy being around other people. I enjoy sports. So for me, it was just a, a natural connection. And certainly uh, in that process, like we've discussed, uh, you begin to, to form rapport and, and relationships. And granted, I knew some of the, the folks in the softball league here, but Atlanta, I believe, is one of the largest in the country. So there were a lot of people that I had not met before. So I had that opportunity because the, the league also hosts various types of activities and different fundraisers for all kinds of charities throughout Atlanta. So it gave me that opportunity to network and it gave me that opportunity just to ex expand my own knowledge about other organizations around our community. And it, it was just a perfect match for me, I, I felt like. That, that, that is really a great way to put it. I call it like the gay mafia, you know, like here in Boston, I'm part of the, uh, the flag football league. It's true. And the connections you make, I mean, these are people who are willing to help you really through, through anything, as, as you can certainly attest to. Right. And how has this case tested your friendships over the last seven years? I imagine it must have been a real test at times as well. It has, and, and I, I can't you know, lie, uh, I have lost friends. But what that told me is that they probably weren't my friend in the first place. If, if anyone doubted me, I mean, I, I have done nothing wrong. Obviously, they don't know me as well as they thought they did, and I didn't know them as well as I thought I did. Right, right, absolutely. Give me the best hot Atlanta soft... Fortunately, go, the go ahead. I was going to say, fortunately, the scales tipped more the other way, but, yeah. but that was disappointing to me that uh, that did happen. But yes, fortunately, it was much heavier on the other side of support. Yeah. I, I, and, and, about, and you mentioned earlier that it wasn't just players from the hot Atlanta softball league who were by our side. It was, soft, it was gay softball players all over the country who reached out? 
That is correct. Yeah, from uh, from uh, Texas to California, New York. I mean, all over the place. Yeah, it, it really it, it shows the power. Yeah, go ahead. And and I'm still in contact with many of them as a result. That's awesome. You have free. You have, you have places to crash. I guess if you travel the country, that's that's a positive from. Yeah, from all <laughs> that's, that's a side perk, right? <laughs> it's, there, there, there's definitely there's de- there's definitely nothing uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, give me the best hot Atlanta softball league tradition. I, I know you guys go pretty hard down there. <laughs> well, I would have to say it's the cheers after uh, the games. Whether you win or lose, usually the winners get to go first. But uh, uh, it's the the different chants and, and whatnot that each team develops. Yes. Love the camaraderie. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and again, you came out in 1994. Could you have imagined this kind of robust LGBTQ sports community back then? No, not at all. Um, yeah, it, it, it opened a lot of doors and a, and a lot of opportunities for me, which is, Yet again, another reason why I'm so grateful. And I wish that I, again, I, I did play softball in the Chamber of Commerce Business League in my community as a gay man, but it was not a gay softball league. Um, and I wish that I would have had some exposure. I don't even know at that time where I was living if there was even any uh, actual gay softball teams around yet. But uh yeah, yeah, I wish I'd have been able to start sooner. It is a big difference because I, I've done the same, and so many of our of our listeners and readers have done it too. I mean, we you know recreational sports leagues, but there's just something, just something much better about playing in a gay sports league. Just the, the camaraderie is really something that I just can't be replicated. Yeah, and and I will note that you know it's been a while since I've looked at the rule book. But it's not just an all-inclusive league, even though it is a gay recreational softball league. There are individuals that identify as straight that participate as well. It is a small percentage. And and yes, the concept is the opportunity for the gay community to come together, uh, especially as as athletes and people that that like um, participating in athletic events. But I just wanted to make that side note that – you know, it is a, a mixture of people, which is also just refreshing to me because you've got people of all color. You've got people of all backgrounds. Uh, you've got people of all faith participating. And that's what makes it so special. Absolutely. And we and we have that all over the country, the, the great allyship that we see in all of these leagues. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the amazing thing is, Gerald, I did a story a few months ago about what we lose when our spring sports rec leagues were canceled due to the coronavirus. And everybody with whom I spoke for the story never said anything about missing the actual games. I mean, yes, they missed competing, but it really was about what we've been talking about, the friendships, the camaraderie, and the connections that people make throughout, throughout these leagues, these inclusive sports leagues. Yeah, absolutely, especially when you consider how much time is involved when you join the league because and you're with your teammates and you're with your your other 
players from other teams so much. You know, you've got the practices, you've got the fundraisers, you've got the social activities that occur. And yeah, just like with any aspect of our lives, this pandemic has really stepped in and, and has just changed everything and turned it upside down. And, and I would agree with anyone that had made those comments to you earlier that, yeah, that would be the first thing that comes to my mind too, not the field necessarily, but but all of those relationships and, and the opportunity to have that social outlet and, and to, just to be together. And where do we go from here, Gerald? What, what are the next steps uh, with the case? Well, for me, uh, this means I'm going to be able to resume my case against Clayton County, and we will be going back to court. But in addition to that, because of everything that's that's gone on and the the mere fact that we now recognize there's so much more work to do, you know, I want to lend my voice to efforts to to end all equality, inequality and, and really continue to push equality forward. You know, for example, we need to encourage Congress to pass the Equality Act. You know, states around this country that you mentioned that haven't had protections before, you know, we still need to pass legislation. You know, each state, the Equality Act, we need... Here in Georgia, we don't even have a hate crime law wow. yet, and, and we need those things. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of work to be done. And, and for me, uh, this journey for me has not ended yet. It, we just have started a new chapter. Well, Gerald, uh, a name that forever be in history. It's, it's great to speak with you, and uh, thanks for coming on the show, the Sports Kiki Podcast. Much appreciated. You bet. It's absolutely my pleasure. So once again, I want to thank Gerald for taking the time and coming on the show, coming on our humble podcast. Uh, just uh, It's been a whirlwind few days for Gerald, I'm sure. So we're really fortunate that he took some time and spoke with us. Hopefully you enjoyed hearing from him and more about his experiences in the softball league and uh, what that meant for him and continues to mean for him going forward. Uh, and as we said in, in our conversation, it's just a reminder, this ruling, this historic ruling that progress can be made, it can get better, and sometimes it doesn't take all that long. I mean, the public sentiment on gay issues, LGBTQ rights, LGBTQ protections has changed so swiftly over the last decade, half decade, couple years. The majority of Americans, including Republicans, support all of these measures, and you even look at what's happening with the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, the supports that they've gained, New York Times had a report on this a few days ago, the support they've gained over the last two weeks just about equates to what they gained over the previous two years. So that is another example of how Quickly, this kind of stuff can change and progress can be made and public sentiment can change. So I want to thank Gerald for coming on the show. Uh, thank you all for listening. We will be back in our normal slot next Friday, the last Friday in June. Maybe we'll do a mailbag episode. We had a rousing one uh, last month. Maybe we'll do another one to cap off June and bring you all into the 4th of July week. We'll see. Stay tuned to my Twitter feed, at AlexReamer1, where, against my better judgments, my direct messages, my DMs are open. But thank you again for listening. We'll talk to you next Friday. So long.